This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is Aaron McGowan, certified personal trainer and lemon bar lover. This is Ryan Stanger, certified personal trainer and lemon lover. Okay. And you found the dumbbells. Oh, God. The dumbbells, a comedy fitness podcast. Committed to bringing you inspiration, motivation, and sometimes information. Hey, dumbbells, let's get dumb. The disgust because I I didn't have something as good as bar to add to my lemon. I get so stressed out if I don't have something in my head. And then you're out here just being like, I rarely rarely draft off of your thing. This is the first time I've done that in probably 25 episodes. No, you're right. You don't normally draft off, but you normally just the the craziest words come out of your mouth. I'm going to have Jason go through and pull all of the things you've uh, announced yourself. They're always real words. They're never made up. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Before we get off the rails... Let's get our, we have two people in the, in the weight room today, you guys. This is huge. We have some experts coming in today to talk to us. We have back on the show, Amanda Bonar, comedian, sketch, improv. You might've seen her around town and her boyfriend. That's what he wanted to be called. Jeff Whitaker, also a comedian and a guy. Welcome to the weight room. Thank you. Thanks for uh, having me back. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, did just the guy say something? (laughs) No, that was the perfect amount of silence after I Mm -hmm. went crazy. That was perfect. Uh, Yeah, Aaron's bringing the heat today, so everybody be careful. I'm at the beach. I'm so hot (laughs) in this house. My husband has no AC on. I am wearing a fleece because I've committed to the fleece. And so, yeah, I am also drinking a cold brew at 5 p.m. <laughs> it feels like a lot of this you could you could fix if you wanted. <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. No, you're OK. Actually, I'm hearing it now. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Amanda, Jeff, we want to talk to you guys a little bit um, before we get into the meat of the episode. And to bring everybody up to speed, uh, we will be covering uh uh fittest on earth a decade of fitness it's a 2017 documentary about the crossfit games of 2016 follows a, a group of athletes um predominantly the the leaders in the field you know the people that are kind of favored to win as they go through i don't know 15 events um and you know doing different types of you know crossfit style um competitions uh, to determine who will be the fittest person on earth. This is a part of a series. Um, Amanda recommended it to us as, you know, kind of like one of her motivational things that she's watching and looking at and kind of getting into. And so we thought, well, hey, shit, you know, mistake by you because now you have to come back on the show and we'll actually talk about one together. And so Amanda, Jeff, I'm assuming both you guys have experience with CrossFit and it's kind of why there's an interest there. Yes. Or is it just workouts? They're stunned silence. <laughs> no, I, I think, um, both workout freaks. So yeah, 
I, I think it was like, we got into it during the pandemic. Uh, I think Amanda had seen it and was just like, this is a super interesting thing. And we had started at a gym that had a similar style of, it wasn't CrossFit, but it was like CrossFit adjacent in some mm-hmm. of the things. Um, and so it was like, truly at first watching it and kind of sent, like looking at it and thinking, these, these movements are insane. Like what they're asking mm-hmm. these people to do, it's insane. It does not seem right. And then it was just kind of like, I was drawn into it that way of, of just like a fascination that uh, the human body could do that sort of thing. And then we started getting into the, the athletes that were in it um, and just kind of like following it and then being like, what are you going to do next? Um, and yeah. Ha- yeah. Ha- having watched it, I, I totally agree. Now, before we, so we're going to break this down and talk about it and, you know, maybe try to understand um, the culture around it. Um, but I want to ask you guys, Amanda, we know a little bit about your history, um, but we'd love to hear what you guys are currently doing for fitness. And then Jeff, maybe a little background about um, how you grew up around it and um, and how you arrived at where you are now. And so, I don't know, Amanda, if you just want to tell us what you're up to currently, I know you switched gyms recently and that was kind yeah. of what our the, th- the thrust of our last episode together was about. Yeah. Uh, so Jeff and I met Aaron at our old gym um, and we, Jeff and I ended up leaving earlier this year and now we're at a, uh, a gym in Echo Park called Pharos. Um, and we're basically just doing weightlifting, just like pretty standard barbell movements, uh, which is great. Just I could probably be use I could probably use like more running and more cardio and a little bit more endurance training. But for now, it's very nice just to be focusing on strength. Very cool. Jeff, give us a little backstory on, on your, you know, your fitness journey and then, um, and then where you're at now. I, I'm assuming it's similar to Amanda, but. Yeah, I, so I grew up like I peewee football when I was eight years old, I grew up in Texas. So it was like the kind of the, they just threw me into all the contact sports, of course. <laughs> um, it was just like, let's do that. Let's, uh, let's get you involved in hockey. Uh, let's just, yeah. Oh track, God. Uh, yeah. Just every, everything. <laughs> football I was just, and hockey. They wanted hockey. A, and then tra- in, a traumatic brain injury one way or another. They're yeah, like, absolutely. Uh, I was, pl- I was just God. rolling the dice every day and I loved it. Yeah. Loved the thrill. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. So that was kind of like, I started going, like they made us, which is insane to think about, but in middle school we had to like stay after and like, work out really hard and, you know, get under doing like our, our max, like our, our PRs and stuff in like middle school, which is insane. Um, so I feel like it's just in my bones at this point. So as I, you know, I'm 36 now, um, I'm just like, I, I, I still have that competitive, uh, drive and I feel like really drawn to that. And so, um, you know, where, where I'm at now is like going to a gym and like, I, I still like compare myself to other people and like, I get the drive from that, but which is why I like those group classes, mm-hmm. uh, which is mm-hmm. what Pharaoh mm-hmm. is, which is what good tribe was. Um, and yeah, I'm just trying to like, I'm at a point now where I, I, I like lifting, but I think I want to get back into running. Cause I didn't like how, uh, I I've lost like my mobility. I feel like as I get older, it like swings one way or another. It, it's really a strange place right now, but I think I want to get back to being like a little leaner and more, um, agile. (laughs) 
you mentioned like lifting heavy weights in middle school and that being like a thing. And at my middle school, we had like a lot of portable classrooms, you know, so they would just be like mm. these classrooms in a trailer and they were called portables. <laughs> and it's just like, what was the reason? Yeah. 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 It was just like, hey, you're, you know, your English class is in a portable, but also like we had a little weight room there that was in one and they had, um, they had some Olympic, you know, kind of setups and traditional benches. And they also had some youth ones and the youth ones, the youth benches have a, um, a narrower like rack. And so when you rack the weight, it's like closer together, you know, to kind of, I guess, you know, for lighter weights and smaller frames and stuff. But the problem with those is that they're, they're a lot more unstable. So if you have one side a little too loaded, it'll tip, it'll happen on a, like a traditional, like a, you know, a full size bench, but you got to have a lot of weight to make that kind of go the happen. And so, you know, it's a little easier on like one of the portable ones. And I remember there's these guys, you know, just doing what, people like kids would do in a gym and they just put as many weights as they could on the bar, just like just stacked it up with all these like fucking weights. And then they're like, okay, we did it. And then, so they started taking all the weights off, but they pulled it off from one side and the bar fucking sprang off the rack (laughs) and hit this girl and she fucking disappeared. It looked like when, Obi-Wan gets stabbed in Star Wars and he's just like clothes on the ground. I mean, she was just like, I saw her for one second and then fucking gone. (laughs) And she's okay. She was okay. But I mean, it like hit like the fleshy part of her shoulder. But I mean, I was, we were just like, what the hell happened to like, uh, you know, Lissa, she fucking gone, like disappeared. And then she was like buried underneath all this shit there. And like, thank God it didn't hit her head. It probably would have like decapitated her or some shit. Oh my God. Just a a pair of smoking boots after that. (laughs) Truly. It was just like, holy shit. Just like sixth grade, you know, fashion at the time, whatever that was, guest jeans or some shit. Well, it's funny that you mentioned that because like, I, I distinctly remember, I remember that weight room in middle school so well, but never once do I remember a coach in there. (laughs) And it's like, I, I think they like, I think they put us in there to like, Oh yeah, we're gonna do some admin stuff. Like, just get yeah. your get your lifts in. And I don't yeah, remember just, that because I remember climbing on stuff a lot. And it was like yeah. we'd get on the rigs and like <laughs> we'd be up there, and you know, it was just it was it's pretty lawless bits of yeah, yeah, exactly. Did they did they give you a program like you were like you knew you had to do a certain number of X Y Z? But no yeah, one's watching like, form though. No, no, no you're just no middle form. school. But yeah. I guess in middle school, your bones are, you know, pliable. So it doesn't matter as much. <laughs> just why my middle schoolers uh, just get out there and lift however you want from the dumbbells. Yeah. Whatever corrective stuff you're doing now is from the, um, the reckless, you know, yeah, absolutely. middle school I had weight most- training. <laughs> I, I lift completely with my back. Nobody told yeah. me otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Coach Brewer. <laughs> Well, uh, my middle school Jeff, teacher, we called Jeff him was the person that at the, at, at the gym we went to, uh, together was like jumping on the tallest box that you could make because the box itself was not enough for Jeff. So it'd be like, let's put a box on top of a box. And then on top of another box, you'll put another weight and then a dumbbell and then a barbell and then a ding dong, ding dong. And then they're jumping into the rafters. 
And I had to go outside. And then Amanda so kindly texted me the video so that I have it forever. And I've been working through trauma watching it. I'm like, okay, I'll watch this. And Wait, I, each time it gets did, a little less intense. Why did you have to go outside? Is it scared me so it's, much? Oh, it's scary. It, it was, it's scary to watch. It's so. I mean, I'm telling you, it's so high. Like you could like jump into a basketball hoop. Like it's like crazy how high <laughs> this guy so, can jump. Got a little spring in those those yes! legs. Those steel Jeff, coils. Jeff and this other guy. It was you and Wayne. Really, were the two. It was like a a, a box on its highest point, and then you were stacking like forty five plates, like, plates, like yeah. five or six of those. And like it was, yeah. it was high enough that they had to watch out for the poles in the ceiling because yes. if they got up and then they stood up, they could hit their head. Like they were that yeah. close to the ceiling. Jeez, that's fucking awesome! And Outside, you got to cool, watch for like, airplanes and it. shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, so this is this is exactly it though. Where it was, I would not do that at all. But Wayne did it first, and I took that. Uh, I I I took offense to that. He couldn't just mm -hmm. uh, try to better himself. So I tried to beat him. And then we were just like two, you know, mid thirties guys just uh, like, Have yeah, jumping. just almost like trying to destroy our bodies. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, that's yeah, I, it takes a, a Roger Bannister to break four minutes on the mile. And then you're like, okay, this is, uh, this is possible now. Fucking Wayne can do it. I can fucking do it. <laughs> <laughs> I do think it's very funny how different uh, mine and Jeff's backgrounds are because like he, you just played sports forever. Like you grew up playing sports. You always did. You're so competitive. You like always crushed it at the gym. And I was somebody who like had not stepped foot into a gym before I was like 28. And I just like, I'm like, I showed up today. Like I, I showed up, I didn't walk out early. So yeah. I did my part and he's like <laughs> dying, you know, trying to like beat the coaches. So <laughs> I love it. It's the yin and yang. Yeah. But so now do you guys do stuff together or do you just kind of maybe potentially arrive together and do your own thing? Or what, how does it look as a couple with gym stuff? Is it like, Oh, let's, let's go fit a quick one in and train together. Or are you, cause I know Pharaoh's does group classes too. Are you, are you just each kind of doing your own thing in those classes? Yeah, I think, I think so. We'll, we'll do the same, uh, the same classes and we work out next to each other, but like we have different, you know, we're not, we're not like partnered up in any way. We kind of just, because the great thing about that gym is you can spread out and you have your own room, you have your room yeah. to do whatever you want on your own. Um, but no, we kind of use each other as motivation, uh, especially oh, on those cool. days that we don't want to be there. Like one of us usually drags the other there and, uh, it's good in that regard, but yeah, I think we pretty much on, like know our bodies a little bit and we can just kind of go on our own. Do you ever irk each other to like piss each other off? Like, oh, fucking. Yeah, let's get into it. <laughs> fucking Jeff, you know, critique Amanda deadlifts. <laughs> Amanda is sometimes dancey at the gym. And if I'm like in a, a zone where I'm like angry lifting, <laughs> then I don't, I don't want that energy. And I'm just like, stop. <laughs> Stop! It's not a joyful expression here. Okay, we don't that's need so that. That's so funny. Uh, I didn't. I don't think I knew that. That I like. I can read when you're like into it or not. But yeah, sometimes we get there and I'm like, the pre workout is kicking. But like, we have like long breaks between. You know, like we do something we lift really heavy, but then we have two minutes to rest. And I'm like, so well, this dance. song is is good. I'm just like kind of bopping around. Um, 
Yeah, maybe you need to like, <laughs> maybe you need to get on the Celsius too, man. It's like when two couples, like if one of them doesn't drop acid at the same time, and then they're not right? peaking together. That's exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm actually just a true drag when it comes to anything that like this, any anything that's competitive in any way, any like activity. Like I'm just a bummer when it comes to that because it deadly just serious. Zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I I'm awful to be around. <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this is on me. I'm not like, yeah, it's, she's having a good time. She's vibing. I'm uh, mad about it. Uh, Jeff, so what was nutrition like for you growing up? And then what's it like now? We know Amanda eats healthy now. Um, yeah, I, I, as uh, I played, you know, because I played so much sports and all of that, I could eat whatever. Uh, growing up, it was just pasta. I, I used to eat uh, spaghetti out of like a popcorn bowl. It was just like so much and I would eat it. Wow, my my go-to, my favorite thing was wow. just like a, just a huge amount of spaghetti in my lap while I'm watching TV and a, a thing, a huge carton of like chocolate milk. And I would wow. just, oh my God, I would, but I didn't know that to, I didn't eat spaghetti like a human. I would air drop it in. I'd go because it was like the, the and I would just drop air it drop into it the in. mouth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Cause it would get all over my mouth otherwise. So I would just do it this way. Um, top down. And then, yeah, drink my chocolate milk, eat the whole thing, um, wake up and like be the same weight. (laughs) Um, Unaffected. Change now. (laughs) Have any of you guys, this is an open question to the whole forum here. Have any of you guys ever like done the pinch technique where you take some noodles or something and you pinch it and then drop it into your mouth? Or are you only using utensils? What? is the purpose of the binge. Yeah. I don't know. I've just thought I don't, I wouldn't finish like a whole meal that way. And I certainly wouldn't do it in a wonderful restaurant, like Olive Garden or something. But um, <laughs> I mean, just like maybe like at home, like if you've got it, like some leftover, would you ever just like, um, I'm not saying I've oh. ever done this. <laughs> would you ever, this is not a specific question that I've done that I'm trying to get some, you know, yeah, some sure, connect, sure, sure, make sure, a connection sure. on. But you, have you ever like held it in your hands and then like drop? Because just you saying like the air, the aerial technique made me think of um, dropping it in your in your mouth with your hands. So you're saying, have I ever eaten uh, like a baby? Yes, just like a handful of spaghetti. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, babies, no. I feel like are mashing it in their face. I don't feel like they're gu- they're going up overhead. They may not well, have. Isn't the- that what Jeff was saying? He did. He did it with a fork, though. This- with a, yeah. Oh, yeah, a fork, no hands. Interesting. Aaron, it sounds like you might have. You've never done it? No, I'm I'm going to Italy in two weeks. I'm going to do it. Yeah, I think if it's red sauce, it doesn't work as well. You know, you got (laughs) either way, you're going to mess your hands. Let's be honest. But if you're doing something that's, that's, you know, that's like a little, you know, a little more forgiving stain wise, give it a try. You'll feel like a fucking animal. I, I feel like that's a good way to test if the pasta is like ready. Yet. Yeah. Like you that's just give a little bit and then say. you, yeah. He did not say that. Yeah. He didn't say that. Yeah. That's, that's a good that's way. That's a good way to say. frame this as me being normal. So that's good. Good, yeah. <laughs> good work. <laughs> God. Well, uh, Stinger so, eats but, a giant salad out of a giant bowl and you're as a kid eating spaghetti out of that size of a bowl. And this mm-hmm. has given me something to aspire to. You ever do a little, gar- a little garlic bread with that, Jeff? A little no, crunchy. No time. No time. <laughs> There's no time. Got to eat that giant bowl of spaghetti. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so what's and so what's nutrition looking like these days? Give us 
Give us, do you guys eat your meals together or at least dinner together? So what does a meal look like for Amanda and Jeff? So breakfast and lunch, we do separately um, just because we like work during the day and uh, we And you're usually dancing. Got your own lives to live. I'm usually dancing. (laughs) He's usually upset that I'm dancing. Um, (laughs) Dinner though. Yeah, we do dinner together. Um, We have like a, a handful of like staple meals and generally we just like swap out the protein although jeff is definitely like be you're you're definitely much more on board now with like meals where i just make tofu for both for both of us or like i we like those like fake meatballs so we'll do like spaghetti uh with those um throwback (laughs) yeah uh we love a big salad also do a lot of big salads love it uh veggies and you know stuff like that Mm mm-hmm uh, yeah, I, my, my, my nutrition, like I eat the exact same breakfast every day for years. Um, I've had the exact same breakfast, uh, pretty much the same lunch. And then the, yeah, the dinner was like, my nutrition is very the same. Like I just eat mm. the same few things over and over and I love it. Jeff, we uh, got to hear what the breakfast and what the yeah, lunch is. Yeah, we got to know. Uh, Two slices of sourdough, okay, um, wow, this is some, some turkey, cheese, and eggs. It's just a big, yummy breakfast sandwich every morning. That sounds good. Uh, as well. That sounds so, so good. good. Every morning, I like that's all I want. On the drive home, I'm like, ooh, it's gonna be it, like that sharp cheddar. It just like hits. Mm. You so toast in that sourdough. <laughs> yes, I toast it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Not an animal. It's. <laughs> yeah oh oh it's so oh good the crunch God. uh and then i have it with like an iced coffee mm. um it's perfect are you excited and for breakfast tomorrow 100 percent. already looking for it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good and then no, sometimes when, when amanda's like oh i have a show or something then i'm like darn guess i gotta make another breakfast sandwich for dinner <laughs> um yeah I, I had that the other night it was awesome um, yeah. And then lunch is just, uh, out of necessity, just a, pe- a chunky peanut butter sandwich. No jelly. Okay. Oh my That's it. God. This sounds awesome. God, your life <laughs> is do, better than mine. Do you do sourdough <laughs> for the peanut butter? I do. Oh, do yeah. I do. It's, it works. It's, uh, yeah, it, it works. Uh, it was an acquired taste at first, but now mm-hmm. I'm, I'm used to it. Um, cause it was just, we used to do those Dave's killer bread. Uh, and it was expensive. <laughs> Yeah, dude. That guy. They also yeah, need dude. seeds everywhere. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Uh, I like the Dave, uh, the kill, killer bread white, the white one. No seeds, and it's a giant piece, and I love it. I He's all like, amazing He's toasted. Like, his little animated character, you know, mascot is all buff and shit. Is he that buff is the question, or is the artist, you know, you know how like kings and shit would like commission somebody to like paint them and they're like all fucking buff on a horse and like meanwhile this guy was fucking inbred and anemic and <laughs> hadn't even seen a horse in person or been to a stable. I'm thinking that Dave might have a little stolen valor there, but we don't know. I'm with I, you on the, the seeds is, you know, the, that shit's like it's like a fucking bird feeder exploded, you know, in the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> sure, that just, is like, true. I find them in my shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Or I'd be like, what is on my side? And it's just like yeah. a seed and it's like on the couch. It's just awful. In your armpits, up your ass, on <laughs> everywhere. Um, Amanda, give us, give us your breakfast and lunch. Are you, 
a little more variety or are you doing this? Yeah, I switch it up more. Uh, I'm trying to meal prep breakfast, breakfast, like generally, uh, I just have the best, most amount of success that way. If I don't meal prep breakfast, I will most likely come home and just dive right into the chocolate. Um, (laughs) and so I'm trying to be like, you have to eat breakfast before we touch the chocolate. We come, (laughs) we, we get up, we go to the gym and then we come home. And so at that point I'm like, I'm hungry and yeah, it's totally. like if I don't have something ready, then I'm kind of uh in weird territory. Um lately I've been doing like a mix of um just like a little bowl of like eggs, tofu, lentils, um, mushrooms, onion, and beans, and then just put like hot sauce on it. That sounds oh, good. That too. sounds good. God yeah. damn, you guys are fucking I just kinda <laughs> wanna like hang at your place and then, you know, <laughs> Spend one day with Jeff, one day with Amanda, you know, get on the meal program and then we can all get together for dinner at night, swap the proteins. <laughs> yeah. You're invited. Uh, You're welcome. Open right. door. Stinger does take his shirt off for dinner. <laughs> I'd leave it on well, if I'm in, you know, I might really? go somewhere. <laughs> like I get hot when I'm eating, you know, my wife and son know me pretty well. <laughs> do you do that for every meal? No, I, I mean, it depends on the temp, you know, I, by the end of the day, I'm starting to run hot. I don't know. Sometimes yeah. it's like a little cooler in the morning, but you know, see after the intro and I was like at a, at a 10 and Amanda was like, you, it sounds like you have control. I took my shoes and socks off and you guys, I came back down to a normal person temperature. So I don't know, Stanger, if maybe you got freaky feet, but you could try that instead of your shirt. If you go to, if you go to. Amanda and Jeff's house. Maybe just take your little shoes and socks off. I'm always wearing uh, muckluck boots. Um, maybe that's what it is. <laughs> that's probably the issue. Yeah. yeah. I think we just solved it. So Yeah. Yeah, we're cool. solving all sorts of problems. Why are you dressed like you're going to do the Iditarad? Uh, well, that's why my dinners are so hot. You know, I don't know. We don't know. We can. We don't know for sure. Um, all right. So let's get into this. Fu- these fucking CrossFit games. CrossFit. So- Okay, so CrossFit Games, I guess, started in 2007. You get a little bit of history. This was a good. This was a good kind of way in. I good call, Amanda, because it's like they're they're talking about a decade of fitness, and they're giving you a little bit of the history of the games, and you see how much they've kind of grown over time. And this is like a, a niche sport, but man, it's it seems pretty huge. I mean, people are, you know, are, it's it's one of these things that only exists now, where it's like before it was like you know, people would watch the world series, they'd watch the NBA finals and they'd watch the super bowl. And like, that was it. And then now like there's, you know, these CrossFit games that'll get like millions of viewers and people checking in. It's like YouTube, like my son will like mention like a YouTube influencer that has 30 million followers. I don't even know what the fuck he's talking about. Right. (laughs) You're like, Oh shit. Like as a kid, it was like, you just like knew like Burt Reynolds and Dolly Parton. Like you knew like every, like anybody my parents knew, I knew they knew all the same shit, but now it's like, man, it's, you know, you can have like, you know, for these fucking CrossFit games happening with millions of people going and not know they're going on. Yep. That was me for the whole time until Amanda brought these up. You didn't know the CrossFit games were going on. You knew about CrossFit. I I knew about CrossFit. I knew about the CrossFit games. I, I just don't think I realized like the, like, the, the amount of people. Yes. The reach. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's a pretty deep subculture. Um, yeah. Like you said, it's been going on for, you know, since 2007 and 
it's it's pretty intense and like now that we've we've watched all of these um you do you like start to like kind of hear these names more and like it's it's weird yeah you start go ahead oh i was just gonna say i did like have a really hard time um like sitting down to watch it i found myself i kept standing up and like starting to pace around and i was like i've just i don't know i it was a very interesting experience that i don't normally have when watching a documentary i just kept oh i gotta all right like hold my breath like like breathe with them and moves and stuff like it was way more like i had way more feelings than i thought i would if that makes sense if, if you're seeing somebody fucking bust their ass and then you're just like sitting on your couch it's like, you know, sometimes like my mom, like, well, I'll be watching a movie. My mom will just get up and start like cleaning and doing dishes and shit. And <laughs> just feel like all fucking guilt. It's like that times a million. Yes. Somebody fight, like the hardest workout of their life. And I'm like eating, you know, pop chips or something like, went, wow, that looks impossible. <laughs> it's such a good motivator though. Like that's yeah. part- partially why I think we like got really into it is because it does motivate. Because we, I feel like Jeff, correct me if I'm wrong. So I had seen these before we had started dating and then we started dating. And then in the pandemic, we watched some and then we joined Go Tribe and then we like watched the rest of them. Is that right? Yeah, I think, I think we were watching them while we were still just like managing with resistance bands uh, in our yeah, separate room. Yeah, <laughs> but like yeah. It, really, it really does motivate you to be like, I can do anything. Like the human body is incredible and like, yeah, I want to run and I want to lift and I want to do all this. And it's it's also interesting now watching it. We are much more likely to like pause and like really assess the weights. Yeah. Which is interesting to have that frame of reference of being like, oh man, the women's deadlift starts at like 275. And it's like, oh my God, that's so like, you know, and having an <laughs> yeah, idea. That's where it starts. Yeah. Where it and, starts. <laughs> and on the other side of it, I found it really interesting how like dominant some people would be at certain things and how they just couldn't do other parts of it. Mm-hmm. And I found that really interesting. Like, you know, they could have, it could have very easily just been a whole documentary where everybody's just acing everything and it's like, cool. But I liked, I liked that it showed a lot of the actual struggle behind it and like, you know, people just not performing at their potential on it. Or if there's mm-hmm. just some movements where they're like, this isn't mine. Like I cannot do this. And they get like 15th. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so in, in kind of like coming into this without really, I'm never really, I've done, I think I've done maybe a CrossFit class or two, but I wasn't, I wasn't in that world. So didn't know a ton about it. And, um, in watching this, it, there could be a little barrier of entry in the sense that, um, like you guys were saying that it's, you know, knowing what the weights that people are doing are, understanding the strategy. And I would say as far as, you know, effective filmmaking, that's something they could shore up a little bit, but I'd imagine they're kind of like catering this specifically to their audience. Like the people that know and love CrossFit. Like, I don't know how much a football specific documentary would be like, this is what a first down is. You know, I mean, it might be like for, for the people that are fans were like, fuck this shit. We're going back to this already. But like, you know, so some of that, like, I think you could get, you could understand the awesomeness a little bit. If you're like, just so you know, this is this amount of weight or, you know, whatever it is. And then also understanding like how many competitors they are. There are like, I think there's 40 competitors, 40 men and women. And then, so, um, 
So that can start to get a little complicated with the amount of events. And then you start to, I guess, as you're watching it, understand strategy, like, okay, I'm going to rest a little on this event because it's not as important for me from a scoring standpoint, but it does get a little Byzantine with like how much a first place finish is worth versus a 23rd place finish. And you know, you're like, oh no, the person I like finished seventh, they're done. And they're like, no, they're still way ahead of everybody else. So yeah. So there's, yeah, that was kind of confusing to me. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, okay. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I was like, they need like closed caption, like, or like Rosetta Stone for somebody that has never (laughs) like done, like done a CrossFit class. Cause there were some things where I was like, no clue, no frame of reference until they like would show like the breakdown of what they were actually going to do. But even then it was not in a style I've ever done. So it was, it was interesting then to like see that, see it. But I still like want to go back and be like, okay, what's a DT workout? Is that what was that one of them? Yeah, that's, that's I was that's like, one what does DT stand for? Deadlift. We we did the same terrain. thing. It's uh, <laughs> it's named after a um a military person, the same way Murph is. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Okay, but I I learned that today, and I was like, Cause it's the same. <laughs> like, there's certain things that I'm like, I don't know what. Like, we're pretty in the workout world, and like, I don't know what this is. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the scoring happens really quickly and like it's kind of confusing and there's something else he said too, but. Well, yeah, and I think that like, you know, from a narrative standpoint, they do they do a pretty good job at like giving you a little bit of like each of the players and the the rivalry between them. But I would think, I, I for, for my money, I would say you could go even more. Like it might be nice to kind of spend a little time with the two Icelandic women before the competition start, just so you know, what win or lose or Toomey, who ended up being my favorite. Um, uh, I can't think of what her first name is from Australia, like Tia Marie, Tia Claire, Tia Claire Toomey. Yeah. But so, you know, spending a little time with them, you know, and so like they're training going into it and that, you know, I, I found, I get it on their end that they're like, we got to focus on who's winning and who's kind of leading the field. But also like sometimes a good documentary is like, man, I fell in love with this person. And they fucking lost, you know, yeah. and that's just what ultimately yeah. happened there. But I think it is produced by CrossFit. So they are kind of selling like, look, this is what the games are and these are our stars. And so it's going to be about them no matter what. What's up, Bell Babies? It's Aaron interrupting the episode to talk to you guys about one of the Dumbbell's favorite sponsors, Athletic Greens. Well, I started taking Athletic Greens because I became a co-host on the Dumbbell's podcast and they sent some to my house and I tried it to see if I liked it. And ding, 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 two years later, I could honestly say the answer is Yes, I did. Um, My husband has also joined the train. We have to buy double now. Um, But you guys, I I was kind of like looking for a, a multivitamin, trying to figure out like some gut health stuff. And Athletic Greens kind of came into my life at the perfect time. So what is this stuff? Okay, with one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 75. I mean, that's a good number. High quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health. 
your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, okay? All of those things. So I take mine in the morning. Um, I like to have, I get my coffee going. I make my athletic greens. You put a little scoop of the athletic greens in a, you know, some ice cold water. If you want to, you could get fancier, but that's, you know, for me, I just put it in, in cold water, shake it up, drink it. It has like a mild tropical flavor. It definitely tastes like, like healthy, healthy person drink in a good way. <laughs> um, it's I, like, I have like taken it to my parents' house when I go see them. Um, I've left some with them, you know, we'll see if they use them, if they get brave. Um, I take them when I travel they are really helpful to have, like, to just like be able to guarantee you're going to have something healthy when you're on vacation. It is very nice. Uh, so if you are like, it is lifestyle friendly. So if you're like keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, you're going to be good to go with athletic greens. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything while still tasting good, which is hard to do. It supports better sleep quality and recovery, supports mental clarity and alertness. And if you're out there and you're wanting to take like some sort of multivitamin, it is important to choose one with high quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb. And Athletic Greens has made a, a formula that will do that. So it does, it costs less than $3 a day, which it is less than my cold brew habit. I will call it my former cold brew habit because it was getting, it was like over $4 and that's a lot for something that actually does like dehydrate you. <laughs> so this is good. It's also cheaper than getting all the different supplements yourself. And, and also who has the time to get all of those supplements? You're also, you're investing in your, in an all-in-one nutritional insurance for yourself. So you can also check them out. Like they have over 7,000 five-star reviews. So if you want other people's opinions, go hit their review page up. So right now it is time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It is just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That is it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com dumbbells. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash dumbbells to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Let's get back to the show. But I don't know, Amanda, do you want to like break down the events for us and then we can maybe talk about each of the events? Sure. Um, okay, so there are 15 events in this year's cross 
into the 2016 CrossFit Games. Um, like you said, 40 men, 40 women. Is that right? I think um, so. That- I think that's the cross. I don't know if they were, if that's always been that way, but I just kind of like did a little light research on what, what the CrossFit Games entail and they, that's what it said, but. It Listen. changes later. There's like one year that they like really fuck up the how they do all of it. Uh, but I think for this one, you're you're correct. It's that. Um, so it's 15 events over five days. God, five um, days. Holy yeah, shit. I know. And that's the thing. Like they're they going travel. so hard. Yeah. And like just the amount of rest you would like. Like we've done Spartan races and been like a wreck the next day. And be like, can you imagine yeah. doing like three of those? And then. The next day you're doing three more and then yeah, and then you're doing the Murph and then you're doing like a half marathon and it, like or in a triathlon. Like it's like it's that was the thing I was shocked at how fast they turn around and keep going. While we're paused here for a second, let me ask you guys this, because Aaron and I this we did. Um, we talked about Physical 100, which was a Netflix show. I don't oh, know yeah. if you guys watch that, but we yeah. were as being like workout freaks and weirdos we were interested like how much what is their downtime and what are they eating specifically and they they show you like a quick glimpse of like somebody frying some eggs and somebody eating some bacon that looks a little too raw in my opinion but the guy (laughs) is eating it anyway but i i would love to know like wow what is like how do they recover and what does that entail outside of some b-roll of like ice baths and stuff would you guys be into seeing like the nitty gritty of like what the rest time is. And I would love that because it's, uh, to me, I, I have to like very carefully eat before workout. So to me, part of the thing that was stressful about watching this documentary is being, they they didn't know what type of workout they were about to do. Yeah. Like I'd be like, okay, I'm going to be lifting a lot. Uh, I'm going to eat this like big breakfast and they're like, go in the ocean. I was like, that would, I would (laughs) sink. Uh, So I would love to know, like, yeah, what what are they doing? Maybe they're just used to training that way where they're constantly just, like, feeding their bodies. Like, I don't know. But, I, yeah, I would love to see that because that, to me, is one of the most stressful parts about working out intensely is, like, how much do I eat? How much, like, water do I have so that I don't have to pee all the time? Like, what are, like that right. body balance. Or even if people had different strategies, it's like, oh, one of the daughter – the Iceland, there's like two Icelandic women, like do for daughter and daughter, daughter, you know, or whatever, uh, highly offensive to all our Icelandic <laughs> listeners. Um, but it's like, maybe one of them like fasts before a workout and then eats after, and then they did better or they did better in this one event versus the other one who's doing more of a constant feeding program. Like that may be too inside baseball for people. I don't know. But for me, like, I'd love to see that, like how you manage a five day marathon, you know, like super optimal training, you know, fucking, I I don't know, mega Olympic or whatever for fitness. Like how, like how does one, you know, manage their rest, manage their travel, manage their food. But. Well, they did show, they showed more in this documentary than they did in physical 100, which I, I like these, there's still room for more, but like, even just like watching the guy like do the interview while he's doing like shoulder rotations. And then like everyone had KT tape on, which that was like definitely 2016. I feel like that is, um, people have moved on from that a little bit. I still see it sometimes, but like, you'd see people like at like grandmas and stuff at like the supermarket that had it on and shit. And you're yeah. like, wow, <laughs> playing basketball later. Like what's going on? <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, no, I like they did show a little bit of it, but I would like to see like follow one, like you said, like the two girls and just show everything. Like, let's see the before, the after, the food, the recovery. Let's see them sleeping. Let's see how they're sleeping. You know, let's get weird. Let's see their metrics, if you will. I'm with you. <laughs> oh, wait, for the first 30 to 40 minutes of this documentary, speaking of those, I thought they were saying that the, like, Katrin, is that how you said it? Katrin? Katrin, yeah. David daughter, whatever. I thought they were saying she was the daughter of David or whatever. And Killer I was like, bread. that's so, like, that's so old school. Like, what, like, misogynistic, like, pieces of shit. And then I, like, I, like, was, because I was, like, going into the kitchen and I heard him and I came back in and then I actually saw the last name and I was like, okay, that's my bad. So I got to remember to stop calling you Aaron Jason wife. Um, <laughs> you got, this is, that was me passive aggressively bringing that up. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> and lesson learned. Okay, back to you, Amanda. Okay, so we start off the games with a trail run. This is a seven uh, kilometer trail run. Jeff is already having a reaction. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I want to just say that one also stressed me out because of the amount of dirt they were bringing. Yeah. So <laughs> it was all dirt. just so much dirt. And it was just like, that can't be okay. And there were, it was so claustrophobic because it was like the weird strategy of you have to just bust it so that you're not bottlenecked. Yeah. Um, yeah. That one stressed yep. me out right away. Yep. I was, couldn't do it. That would be the only one, like I would do that and then I would be done. <laughs> that would That's be it. it for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm good. Uh, okay, the second event is a deadlift ladder. So they're like increasing weights. So the men's range is 425 pounds to 615 pounds. Holy and God. the women's range is 275 to 415. Unreal. And we should say right? a lot of the people that are dominant in the CrossFit games are usually like no worthy Olympic weightlifters. I yeah. mean, they're phenomenal athletes. It's not to take anything away from them, but you do get a lot of points. If you're like straight up, I'm uh, like an Olympic level or I compete. Some of them compete in the Olympics for Olympic weightlifting. They're, they're getting a lot of points from just being able to do that shit. Yeah. And the speed too. So there's like a lot of cleans where they're mm -hmm. just busting out the cleans and you're like, that's, that's the Olympic weightlifting. Like, yeah. You can't be like a strong runner and just like throwing that around. Yeah. So. I've never deadlifted 275 pounds. <laughs> I know. But, but now it is fun because I think that that will be a goal because 275. It's, yeah, it's possible. Uh, that one of all of them is the most like I like that m move the most. So it's like if there's going to be one, I'll try. I think the most I've ever done is 220. Five? Yeah, you're there. But even you're that felt like harder than I could really do. So um, I'm gonna that, that'll be my new goal. Okay. Right Was this down. back when you were doing RDLs? Yeah. God, that day sucked. <laughs> I the trainer was like, "You're just doing RDLs," and I was like, "Well, that's the best." Okay. And then I learned a big lesson, and I've been stronger ever since. I'm still struggling with that. I. 
I'm not as strong on my regular deadlifts as I am on my RDLs because we just did RDLs for so long. Yeah. No one I ever like, stopped us. <laughs> yeah. I just thought it's because I was tall. So that's just, I thought that's what it looked like. And then the trainer at Ferris was like, no, bend your knees a little more. And I was like, okay, well, I have to go talk to all of my clients. Okay, <laughs> bye. <laughs> yeah, that like that drop your butt, like that sitting back motion yes, is like feels so huge. weird if you haven't done it. Yeah. Yep. We all got things to work on. When we are in <laughs> next year's CrossFit Games, we will be pros at this. Uh, I, yeah, I did is, like the... Is there a geriatric like the one? That's uh, yeah, one. maybe. <laughs> That's the one I'll work I don't think we qualify for one. geriatric, but <laughs> hey, speak for yourself. Stanger is in the weight room, so don't let her talk. Sick to you burn, like that. come on. What's that? Sick. No, it's fine. I'm Big Jerry. I'm representing Big Jerry in the weight room. That's all right. <laughs> what the frick? All right, hit us, geriatric. With the... Wait, hold on. Have you, have the men in this weight room? Have you guys ever done what was the lowest? For the guys, four twenty-five. Oh, four twenty-five. Have you guys ever done four twenty-five deadlift? I, I mean, I, I played college football, and we did. We, we had like a um, Olympic weightlifting was like a big cornerstone of like our off-season training. So I lifted some pretty heavy weights. I mean, I, you know, but I, I would what? never have. Did you, did you do it up to four twenty-five? Oh yeah, yeah. Ah! But I mean, it's, it was like two. I mean, I, you know, like I back squatted like over 700 pounds. I mean, like crazy big weights, but I mean, it's, I would have never done that had I not Holy been crap. It was all I was doing every day, all the time. Like I was, you know, I got, I was like what I was doing in school when you're at an age that like you can make incredible gains and in progress at, but it's not something that like I, you know, would do, could do now as an adult or would try to do, or would have ever even thought I could do unless I was being coached on it specifically for hours and hours and hours. Yeah. Olympic wow. weightlifting is fucking crazy. We've, we've had a couple people in here that we've talked to about it, but in my limited experience with it, I mean, I was where I mean, we had like the special shoes and all that shit. And I would, I would say it's almost on the level of like golf to where there's so much technique involved like nailing a perfect golf swing and we would get videotaped and then we'd have to watch our tape. And then like our Olympic weightlifting coach would like break it down and draw arrows and lines and shit like you would a fucking golf swing. And then you'd feel like, okay, wow. I got it. Like I can, I can hit the perfect power clean now. And then like the next one you do would be wrong. And you'd be like, Nope, you got to go back and adjust this. And then your heels were, your base was too wide and you know, you blew it on the catch and all that kind of shit. And so it's crazy how much techniques involved. And I mean, all yeah. you guys, like if you had a fucking coach and it was all you were doing every day, you would, you know, systematically make gains and then, and then get there. God, Jeff, you ever do 425? No, I think I, my PR was right. I tried 400 and failed at it. So I think I was 395. Man, that's a lot. That's so cool. That's it's still so it's heavy. Yeah. It didn't feel good <laughs> at all. <laughs> it was that thing where everything was shaking on the way up. And I I remember being like, I'm not going to try that again. I think, I think ever. Especially not if, a good feeling. if you're predisposed to kind of like your back 
trying to get involved. You know, you got to be yeah. careful mm-hmm. with all that shit. Yeah. And like, even like the people that have the records you'll see that are, you know, deadlifting like 2000 pounds and like the guy will do it. And then his nose starts bleeding. You're kind of like, I, what, yeah. what are you doing? What, why is this? Yeah. <laughs> God's diminishing yeah. returns here. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. What do you, there's yeah. only so many things you can pick up in the wild where that's like a useful skill. <laughs> that and like, wh- what endorsements are you getting from that? Like how much money did you make off? you know, rupturing blood vessels in your brain. Yeah. Your body is just giving like the most amount of warning signs of like, we should not yeah. be doing this. Yeah. It's like out of a horror like, movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. God. Yeah. I, it was also, I, I mean, I, my, that PR was like, that was like a year ago. So I was, you know, 35. And so everything is just, my knees are shot at this point in life. Like, yeah, my back, all of that. It was just not a, will not try that again. Yeah. This kind of reminded me, did you ever, did you guys ever watch, um, the world's strongest man? It would be like on ESPN two and like, you'd see like, my dad would watch it sometimes. Magnus von Magnuson weighing in at Mm -hmm. even two stone. And they were like, they, they were not as in shape as these guys, but they would like, they would have like similar things of like, like throwing boulders over their shoulder or, you know, like Like moving a semi, like the front part of a semi. Yeah. It wasn't on mainline ESPN. You had to go deep into like the two or three, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah you had to get a satellite dish and uh, <laughs> yeah, turn that yeah. bad boy. Yeah. <laughs> God. <laughs> okay, sorry. We're only two events in. Okay, let's do this. Okay, event number three is a mini chipper. So it's 50 wall balls. Men's, men have a 30-pound wall ball. Women have a 20-pound wall ball. Um, 25 of those medicine ball sit-ups. And those are the ones where they're on the little... Thing. So it like you're going all the way back. Yeah, you're, oh, shit, like yeah. your head is like lower, and then mm-hmm. uh, you touch the ball to your feet. Those seem crazy because I don't know. I don't think my brain, my head would like that. Um, and then a hill sprint yeah. holding the medicine ball. Ooh, that when you say mini chipper, yeah. it sounds it cute, and then that stuff sounds bad. Yeah, when you're fucking, t- your core is like done, and then now you got to get up this hill. I mean, this is like all this kind of. Are you guys into lactate threshold and all that? Like, there's, there's now you can wear a lactate monitor, um, and it's like when your body can no longer you're you've pushed it so hard in a you know in a short amount of time that your bo- body can no longer burn glucose fast enough. It can't bind with the oxygen fast enough. And so you're producing all this lactate which just tells you to shut down. And there's there's like genetically people will be, you know, like Michael Phelps could compete in a swimming event and like the highest his lactate threshold will or his lactate will ever get to is like you know, six milliliters or whatever. And this, uh, somebody else that's comparable to him or maybe not quite as good, they'll be up at like 26. And for some reason, his just never raises as high. You know, you could also, depending on how in shape you are, train that. But some people just kind of naturally run a little higher. But it's like all the stuff that they're doing in this is just, I feel like is tapping into that kind of stuff. And you do get, yeah. there. there is some cool stuff that happened. They used to think it was really bad. They used to call it the, the, or, you know, they would, they would connect it to muscle soreness, you know, like, oh, it's because of, you know, an access, but it's not, it's actually, it's, you know, completely separate, like, you know, hormonal process, which is kind of interesting. Um, that is but, interesting. Cause that's what I was taught was it was a built, uh, buildup of lactate in your muscle. That's why you, you were yeah, sore. No, it's just the, 
you know, the trauma that you do to your muscle, you know, from the exercise. I got to go talk to my clients. <laughs> Aaron keeps running to right the now. phone. Uh-oh. <laughs> Disregard everything mass I said. email. Yeah. Coming in, RDLs and the lactate buildup. One thing at a time. Uh, okay. Uh, event number four was the ocean swim, a 500 meter ocean oh, swim. God. This one was so intense because I don't know why they did this, but like they had the men and the women out at the same time. And they were all like pretty like squished together in terms yeah. of where they go out and where they come back. And it was like, they spent a good portion of the doc, like of this section, like talking about how like scary it was for all of them. Cause it was just like, really competitive and intense and people were like pulling each other and people were getting swam over and yeah that was like some one of the girls was like yeah yeah you could just feel everybody's hands and feet and i was like this is the freaking titanic happening like this is bad get out of the water and it's the ocean so that maybe there's a shark anywhere nearby you know jeff's shaking his head i i I, the ocean terrifies me to swim and just the the waves crashing like there's the part where that happened and like people were just like thrown around and but it also for whatever reason it really stuck out to me that they start off with a like sand sprint and i was just like that would be awful in itself i just hate running in sand it was far and then like to end that by just diving into the water where waves are coming at you so you're just immediately going backwards Terrible. It's a good point because this is what's called a beach launch, um, which is technique in and of itself. And so if you're not ready for this and like, they don't tell you, oftentimes they won't tell you what the events are. And so it's a surprise to the contestants. And I guess they kind of know it's, it's going to be one of, you know, 60 things or whatever. So I better have a little bit of, you know, time in the water to be competent but man yeah and people were talking about getting scratched and getting pulled and shit it's like yeah. black friday but where you can die <laughs> you know you don't get a you don't get the big screen you don't yeah, get the airplane everyone die. can yeah. deadlift 700 pounds <laughs> just the uh, strongest people pulling you down yeah truly like um a big part of this documentary too that i feel like we haven't really touched on is like CrossFit like classes are their own thing, but this is really like a competition to see like who is the most like really well-rounded. And I think that's because like if you're in a CrossFit class, you're not going to like have to swim or like we've seen years where they like have a bike element and it's like, you don't do shit like that. But like, I think that's such an interesting part of this competition is you don't know what you're going to get hit with. And a big factor of it is how like, um, what is the word I'm thinking of? How like versatile can you be? How can you like adapt to these things that are thrown at you? Like, you know, a last minute ocean swim. It's like, I wouldn't be ready for that. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, you're like, well, we're not coming home with the, with the big W this year, guys. <laughs> There's, there is an ocean. Talking, swim. <laughs> talking about strategy. That'd be the one where I'm like, I'm going to take zero on this one yeah. and just see if I can't make it up uh, everywhere else. Make it up later. Yeah. 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 Jumps. He, He'd bum the sharks out. They're like, shit, I could have gone for a little fucking sourdough breakfast sandwich. <laughs> we know this motherfucker is loading up before the race. <laughs> but instead, I'm just hanging out in the ice bath. Uh, everybody yeah. comes back and just, you know, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> hanging, getting a little sun. We should say that, like, there is definitely a CrossFit look of, like, people with, like, 
orange lensed glasses and <laughs> it's a lot yes. of like really sincere, you know, like broy type people, men and women, you know, that are wearing like orange. I'm like, where are people still wearing those sunglasses? I don't, you know, I don't know. It's, it is 2000. I'm like, what was this? 97. And you're like, no, 2016. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, maybe they are good sunglasses. I think so. I think there's like a functional component that's, you know, people Maybe. are operating under. <laughs> uh, that, that, that's an interesting thing to see like across gyms too. Like just the overall trend of like, what are people wearing? And like CrossFit mm -hmm. gyms do seem to be very like shirts are off a lot. And like women are in like short, uh, like yoga shorts and like sports bras, like minimal clothing seems to be a big like CrossFit. Uh, and also in, in like, uh, no irony, <laughs> like yeah. nobody there is like, you know, understanding irony or anything. No, you're going to like, okay, not. that's, which is fine. I mean, who cares? You don't always have to be like a cynical comedian, but yeah, there, <laughs> you know, watching these things, I will say if you like fit bodies, a lot of eye candy, I mean, you're seeing like buff dudes, you're seeing like buff women everybody's you know pretty hot which is everyone has abs everybody's got everyone abs everyone has all the abs that there is um so many abs spectators the like running? babies watching have fucking abs the babies you know, like it's just like jesus christ the fucking the abs dogs city. have abs dogs Everybody. got abs i saw a cat there with fucking ripped abs <laughs> working on their obliques for days you guys what okay i know you know what? i'm just gonna ask amanda because i'm the women here are gonna would you wear those shorts and then be filmed running? <laughs> this is this is going to be a big no for me. I've never been able to run in shorts that short without having the police called. <laughs> without having the police called. Um, I, I agree. Uh, it took me a long time to get to wear shorts at Go Tribe. And like, other people wear shorts. Like, it's not like it's weird, but I was just like, right. So distract. Like, I feel so weird about myself in that way. Um, that short though. Yeah. I was wondering, I was like, do they get like bikini wax? Ahead of time? I know. Cause they, you have to like, be ready for anything. That's what I'm saying. The police are going to get called. Cause this, they're so short and they're, they're running, but, and their, yeah. their legs are big. Le like they're, they're muscular legs. They're not like stick legs that don't rub together. So I'm like, how, how, how this is, it's, it doesn't make sense to me how they're at, how they stayed on, how they stayed in place, how there wasn't that much. I'm going to say, I'm going to say it. There wasn't a lot of camel toe, which I can't believe. And I, and I don't know. And what you were watching on. for it close. <laughs> Listen, if you're getting videotaped for a documentary and you're exercising, that is on your mind. Am I gonna look yeah. like a freaking gross ass <laughs> motherfucker? Am I gonna am I gonna have the sweat triangle uh, at the top of my butt? <laughs> yes, and that's the least offensive part of it. Am I yeah. gonna have that? Am I gonna have more problems? There, yeah, if anybody like, knows what clothes company they all use, let us know. <laughs> they all wear I think like this year was Reebok. Shit. Reebok, but I think, I don't think they're wearing Reebok. They all have like their different brands and stuff they wear. And like That's CrossFit true. is different. Like they're not wearing like Nike stuff. You're like, there's like shit you haven't even heard of. You're like, what even is that? I, I've, I've noticed now there's a trend. Maybe you guys have seen this in the gym where women will wear yoga type pants that like separate their butts and yes. like, they're like cinched up their yes. butts and stuff. Yeah. It's like, what is, what is that shit? 
Oh, I think those became big on like TikTok. Really? Yeah. And they're like the tick and like, yes, I don't know if you've seen those, Jeff, but like you might know what we're talking about if you saw a photo. I don't oh, know. Jeff, our gym yeah, you don't know what we're like talking about, Jeff. Hmm. Or maybe you do. I have no, no idea. No one at our gym wears Strange. them. So, yeah. Uh, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to Google image just for sake of research. Uh, <laughs> for the first time ever. <laughs> I did it for the show. Look it up. <laughs> I'm going to look it up. Look, uh, yeah, it's, this is for y'all. This isn't for me. They're, uh, they're weird. And like, there's like a weird, <laughs> yeah, Jeff's looking at it now. Uh, there's like a weird, like, um, the fabric's kind of weird and textured. And then they like, and there's like a cinching that happens, which I think is to kind of like celebrate the butt cleavage slash camel toe that can happen. Whereas I feel like the women for in this are wearing more tactical, like it's, you know, it's made to kind of stay put. I can, you know, throw medicine bags or medicine balls over my shoulder and, you know, not worry about, you know, not have to worry about that. The guys are always like super ripped and like, I'll pick like swim trunks based on how they cinch. They can't cinch me too tight, you know, otherwise I'm, you know, whatever limited abs I have left are getting mushed. And so like, uh, but these, it doesn't matter for these guys. They can wear, you know, they can wear like a fucking, you know, like a diaper and still Potato look sack. ripped abs. Yeah. <laughs> diaper. Sack. That was better. Yeah. God. Okay. Thanks for going with me on that journey. Anytime. Um, okay. Event number five is the Murph. Uh, which for those who don't know, uh, it's with a weighted vest. Men wear a 20 pound weighted vest. Women wear a 14 pound weighted vest. And it's a one mile oh. run, a hundred pull-ups, 200 pushups, 300 air squats, and then a mile run to finish it out. God damn this. They're fucking flying through it. And then the one guy with the little like conquistador mustache won, and he wanted yeah. him to win because he was a Navy seal. And, um, you know, Murph was a Navy seal who it's, it's namesake. Uh, but they they got like interesting pull-up technique. It is the weird CrossFit pull-up where I don't even know really what it is. You see a lot of gym fails on Instagram where people will just fall off the bar doing those, which I always think is pretty Like the kipping kind of like, yeah. yeah. It's that seamless kipping that feel that looks like they're not, it looks like they're not, they should be no repped all the time. Yeah. It's like half. And it's just kind of like this little groove and they just do it's it like all. It's like a butterfly stroke. Yeah. It looked smaller. I don't know. I, like, it was yeah, just, I agree. It, it kind of creeped me out. It was like too fluid. I don't like it. Yeah, yeah I don't think it counts. I'm going to no rub these frickers. It's it's yeah. some kind of weird gravity trick too. It, it looks like when you take your pencil and you make your pencil look like it's made of rubber <laughs> or something. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Where you're like, wow, is is the bar moving? Are they moving? Who's moving? And maybe my TV's moving. You know, like, I don't know what the fuck's happening with that shit. Uh, I will say, though, does, I'd rather do that any day than just strict uh, whatever they're doing. I would like to try because they get done so much faster than just a strict situation. I guess so. if you're pressed for time. <laughs> yeah, and I am constantly. It's like it's tax. I got a honeymoon to prepare for. Things yeah. to throw in a room. <laughs> That's right. I don't have time to do a strict a hundred pull ups. She has a that bunch of so long. Uh, having yeah. done, go ahead. Yeah, to say having done a version of the Murph, the idea of doing that in the midst of other events is just like a. Yeah. This is just one. We're just going to do the Murph. And then uh, rest up a little bit and then we'll do like whatever cleans or whatever bullshit is next. 
like the I'd be gassed like for a week yeah. just on that one alone. Yeah, the Murph is like a month long event. It's like okay, the Murph's coming up. It's gonna I got to get ready for it. I've got to recover afterwards. We're gonna do a celebratory dinner. We're getting my parents involved. I mean, yeah, it's just, yeah. not at the CrossFit Games. This is a hiccup. Yeah, this a is kind of like a, on the radar. Yeah, they're like, oh, good. I can rest it's the Murph. That's good. So. Yeah. <laughs> 300 air squats. So chill. Their air oh. squats are awesome, too. That's where Toomey, you're like, you see, you see Toomey, like, they look like nothing to her. It's just like, Jesus Christ. And remind me, this is like strict, right? Where they'd have to do all 100, all 200, all 300, or they can break it up. No, it's broken up. Uh, we actually talked, Jeff and I talked about this when we watched it again, because I didn't remember this. They break it up into like um, a mile run. And then I think it's like, what was it? Like 5, 10, 20. And then you do like a certain number of rounds. That So it adds up. Oh, okay. Kind of like how we did okay. it. It's like how we did it at Go Tribe, um, which I was surprised by, because I feel like traditionally the Murph is strict. Yeah, like, that's you, what I'm, I'm surprised by that too. So I don't know. I don't know why they decided to do it that way, but. Well, maybe they decided to do it that way so they weren't gassed so that they could go on, maybe? Cause yeah, there maybe has to be a lot have... of failure on the, like, a vested pull-up. Like, I don't care how strong you are. A vested, like, 100 pull-ups or whatever is just going to wear you out from anything else. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. God. Woof. Okay, so what does um, come next? Okay, so after the Murph, we have the Squat Clean Pyramid. So we go from 10 squats, 8, 6, four up to two squats and the weight increases with each um, section. So the lowest, the men's range is from 245 pounds to 325 pounds. And the women's range wow. is from 165 to 215. And this is a, you said squat clean or just a squat, a squat clean. Yeah. Oh God. God damn. Yeah. I know. And that adds up fast, like <sighs> 10 and then eight and then six and, and they, all the, the reps getting heavier. Yeah. You have to factor in all the reps they're doing. It's not like they're doing ones, you know, it's like they're fucking, there's so much volume. That's so crazy. Yeah, This is a move. I, this is a move I can't do at all. I can do cleans, but I can't do the squat part of it. I don't know. Like just watching them do any of it. This, this, I was like, you're already way ahead of me. <laughs> Can't even do yeah. the move. That's the technique in there too. And it's like, if you do the right technique, you can, you know, you're resting a little bit on the weights that you're more comfortable with. But if, if you can't nail the technique and there's just so much practice that goes into that, um, it, it's very impressive. And you have to have so much like mobility and, you know, all these different flexion points and ankle mobility and all that stuff to yeah. execute the proper range of motion. Otherwise you're just destroying yourself. And like yeah. wrist strength, all that stuff. Are they allowed to use wraps and stuff? I don't know. I didn't, I don't know if I saw wraps on anybody. I just saw KT tape. <laughs> I'm going to keep bringing it I don't it know up. why you wouldn't be able to. I'm just trying to remember if I saw them. I don't feel like I was seeing people, you know, adjusting their straps at all, but may maybe they were. I, I don't know. know. Man, I just know like that, like I have never been. I, I've never gotten deep into that, like, part of the clean, like where you're in the squat. I've never been like yeah. coached by someone that does Olympic lifts in that to that capacity. So like, I I know how to clean a barbell up to my chest and put it over my head and do a squat, but I don't know like I don't do that other stuff. That's like a level beyond what I've ever been taught, and it is 
crazy to watch. And yeah, this is one, I don't know whose joke it is, but it's like where, where they think with the Olympics, you should put just one person in that can kind of do it like that, like knows about it and can kind of do it so that you can see how hard what they're actually doing is because like, I think I can clean like 95 pounds <laughs> And it's like these people, it for women, it starts at 165. That's insanely yeah. heavy. When God. I when I learned it, they would you you would break up the all the movements. And so you would do like you would do a hanging clean. You would also practice so you'd practice those. You'd also do from the ground just to pull. So it's like clean grip, and then you're just pulling up from the ground, popping your heels up with just your shoulders. And then you would do like just into the clean. And then you would do like the catch. You'd also practice front squats. And so, and then different people would have issues like, oh, my, my, you know, I fail on my front squat. So then they would, you know, practice, you know, getting stronger and more efficient doing a front squat. And then they could incorporate it all into like the clean from the floor, which was like the zenith of the movement, you know, like the, the whole, all of it together. Um, so that was like an interesting thing too, is like, you know, you finding out where your kind of sticking points are, where you need, or you'd have like, you know, different, like difficulty in like the wrist flexion because they're racking it here. You know, it's not on their shoulders. They rack it in their hands. And so that's like a whole like factor, you know? Yeah. Oh my God. (laughs) That's a nightmare. (laughs) Holy shit. That's so heavy to put on your wrists. That's why you got to rack it. Yeah. All of this is so technical. Um, yeah. Do they do that kind of stuff at Pharaohs? Like, do they do like, um, like Olympic type stuff there? Yeah, there's classes classes for that. Mm -hmm. that. Oh, cool. Oh, great. Yeah, it is cool. So like, yeah, that's the thing. Like we could go take these classes and learn how to do like, you know, cleans and jerks and, you know, uh, like barbell snatches. Like I've only ever done dumbbell snatches, but it's like, oh, I'd love to learn how to do. Yeah. Like that'd be awesome. Um, that shit. And then you got to practice doing the overhead squat, you know, which is how you finish like a snatch from the floor. Yeah. And it's just like overhead squats are like, you it's know, so hard. it's so fucking hard. It's so that's hard. another one. That's another one too, that it's just like thinking about having that kind of weight over your head. And you're like, if I drop this, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> what is the, what's the, what's the upside of this? That and just like how yeah. you quiver while you're doing it. Like I would do them and it felt like a newborn deer. Like I'm just like, you know, like shaking. All around. <laughs> it's like, look at that giraffe just born, figuring out how to move around. I don't figuring you out guys, how to do a barbell. <laughs> just yeah. in your own time, look up a giraffe being born. Cause it is a, crazy thing to watch it's wild haven't. dude giraffes i haven't i've looked at it in the last year i have watched a video of that. <laughs> so you've seen the so giraffe you but you haven't yoga pants? yes same question <laughs> <laughs> uh look i have different priorities <laughs> you gotta jeff i'm, I'm with a you. guy who likes to watch some uh weird lanky animals be born I'm with you, Jeff. I love giraffe. Giraffes are fucking like, you know, hooves the size of dinner plates and they can like <laughs> disembowel. They can like just kick somebody and like blow their guts open and shit. Oh, it's fucking rad. <laughs> it's rad. so rad. It's rad, dude. <laughs> okay. But these yoga pants like separate your butt cheeks. Okay. So get into them. All right. Get in there. You have your marching orders, Jeff. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Okay. Amanda, you are, you're up. 
Okay, uh, event seven, this is the double DT, which we did not know what that a DT was. Um, okay, this is 10 rounds for time, the same weight across all three of these movements. So 12 deadlifts, nine hang power cleans, six jerks, um, 10 rounds of that. Uh, for men, it's 155 pound barbell. For women, it's 105 pound barbell. So the weight is more reasonable, but it's just like a 10 lot. rounds is, yeah. that adds up so fast. Yeah. Brutal. Yeah. Just the bar on that would wear me out. To just yeah. 10 rounds of anything. Just the movement, just like going through the movement of it, especially when people are watching you, you know, and you feel all strong and then like, you'll like work with a trainer like one time and like, you're getting bare. Like I was fucking doing this easy and now you're watching me and it's harder for some reason. So that's the thing yeah. that really, th this event is a good example of what I was talking about before. It's just like, this is, to me, this feels like a different type of in shape. So it's like, mm -hmm. you get your heavy lifters or whatever. Like I would burn out so fast because of the cardio involved in that amount of reps and like, but you, they have to be so well-rounded. It's insane to me. Yeah. I mean, like that's, it just doesn't, that's where yeah. that lactate threshold, because it's like in between, like it's, it's like running 400 meters. It's like, is this a sprint or is this an endurance race? So it's kind of both. It's like, you have to, mm -hmm. you know, have the VO two max to be able to pull it off. But at the same time, your muscles have to be in, you know, sprint shape too, with tons of endurance. It's like, yeah. And it's just like what you were talking about. Like, how do you eat for this? How do you, you know, and you know, stacking Even just how do you is, train? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's the third day of competition or whatever too. It's, so it's like, you have all these other days under your belt and you have to be doing, you know, hitting your PRs and doing your best work somehow still. Yeah. The guy that won this one, I did was he, he's the guy I think that won the whole thing. And Schneider. he looked like, he not tired at all. That was like what everybody was like. He just like walked himself up to the like podium and was like, I did it. <laughs> Everyone else was like, yeah. Matt, so what? what's his name? Matt, Matt Frazier. Frazier. That's what it is. Yeah. He gets mad when people, you know, talk about his advantage of being short, but it is an advantage. I mean, if you are, you know, if you have shorter levers, it is, it's like, you know, it is an advantage it to, is. to play basketball. If you're seven feet tall, <laughs> you know, you do have exactly. To yeah. Um, that's the thing. Like, I don't like to bring it up to Melissa because um, she is five feet tall and there are a lot of things that's hard for her. But like she can bench press so much heavier than me. And I'm like, your arms are one feet long. <laughs> <laughs> and so your elbow cuts. Anyways. And so I, you know, it's not talked about enough that tall people also have hard things. And I can play basketball sort of, but you do have some it's really hard to to do a bench press that Matt Frazier though is prolific in CrossFit. Like he wins them all. Like I starting from this one, I feel like he had a crazy run where he won them all to like 2020 or something until he retired yeah. until he, until he, he was retired. Done. Wow. Yeah. yeah. God. Same with, um, spoiler, same with Tia too. So Matt wins five in a row. Tia goes on to win starting 2017, the year after this, she wins six in a row. Jesus. Holy that's crap. See, that's, that's part of it though. It's, it's like you win one, you get the prize money and then you can be, you can do that. You can train full time. Yeah. And then I feel uh, like it's an exponential oh. like benefit that you're able mm -hmm. to just full time work out, train, do all of that. Uh, and then you're, you're up for the next one where some of these people have full time jobs or like that yeah, Patrick guy in this one, he was like, I'm a full time student. 
uh, and, you know, his training and, and still like able to get third place or whatever. You're like, that, that's the person who yeah. I'm like really interested in. How do you find that balance? That fucker that's got to go to like H&R Block and go over people's itemized deductions and shit. And then he's got, he's busy because it's tax season and... <laughs> Yeah, and then yeah. And he goes he... and pulls a tire through the mud or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the person. Yeah. Thinking about Roth IRAs and shit, and he's like fucking <laughs> climbing a rope. Good for him. <laughs> without legs, he's got to climb a rope without legs and figure out a Roth IRA or just a regular IRA. Yeah. God, he should know that by now. He works at H and R Block. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Still thinking about it. He's kind of behind. <laughs> yeah. You know, he has to he has to figure out the balance. Okay, that brings us back to it. <laughs> One, Look, you may not uh, want to hire him to do your taxes, but you yeah, do root for him great. in the games. So this hypothetical third place winner of <laughs> the C- mm-hmm. CPA. Bad at his job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's sort of bad at his sort job, of. all right? He's he has the commitment, he has the drive. He as long as it's down the middle, not a lot of creative finagling or anything. It's not like he's trying to <laughs> offset losses from 2013 and 2018, you know, that kind of shit. <laughs> wow, we're getting into it. Stanger, tell us about your your financials over there. <laughs> all right. Hit us. I got okay, some unfavorable so APRs this. on a credit card from back. We don't have to get into it, you know, me. You know, financing, uh, you know, $30, you know, fucking filling up my tank in 2009 and amortizing that over 10 years end up paying about $4 million on it. it we can move on. We don't have to get into it, but, yeah. you know. Well, look at we'll these set up a Patreon for those that Predatory yeah. credit card companies back in the day. Go ahead. Is you the next one the those. pig? Uh, the snail. Oh. What's the next one? Sorry. The pig where they roll, where they do the, that long red thing up and over. Yeah. That's the snail. Yeah. Like the, the, they, it's a ground and they, and they push it. That. What if I watched the wrong documentary and now we're finding out. (laughs) What if you just watch Babe? (laughs) Yeah. I watched Babe. Oh my God. Oh my God. They could have done a better job explaining the rules of the game <laughs> at the beginning of Babe. That'll yeah. do, Snail. That'll do. Uh, they did show a lot of footage of them doing the pig, but it was not actually part of the game. So I, we did see footage of it. For in okay, Yoda well, the, the jury's out on if I watched the right one. <laughs> I think you did. You did. Okay. Does okay, everything sorry. else sound familiar so far? It does. Yeah, you're yeah. like you ocean. managed to keep oh, weird. up. I missed that part. Yeah, <laughs> the ocean. No, I. You know, my brain was like the ocean. Back to Babe, Pig in the City. I. You know, I so watched Babe, Babe, Pig in the City. Yeah, I watched the whole, the whole, the whole thing. Was it a trilogy? Was there I think there's just two. Hmm. Just missed two. Opportunity. Never too late. I never liked the Babe's okay. hair. They gave him like a little like Donald Trump kind of toupee thing to make him seem I, a little more anthropomorphic. Is that? I don't write that. I don't. I've got so much to Google later. I'm yeah, look it up, dude. I'm no, they they did now. give him a little tuft of hair. They did. They it's didn't little, have to ugh. do, but it's not his fault. He's, little Trumpian. He's a pig. He's a little pig. He's cute. I think I, yeah. Why did they do that? I That's feel so like weird. I feel like I saw him on January sixth there, like on footage. <laughs> I'm not sure though. <laughs> 
Wait. Babe is a patriot. <laughs> God. That's the That's the third movie. That's, that's the, the third one, yep. <laughs> Make the farm great again. <laughs> Sadly, Babe's like it would like, it'd be like huge box office, like my parents would go and shit. Like, well, oh, I would watch yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'd be like grim curiosity and people like this is for me. You know, yeah. <laughs> That's what got us here to begin with. Whew, man. Okay. Event number eight is the climbing climbing snail. So it's three rounds for time, a 500 meter run. And that included the stairs like around Ooh. the, um, mm-hmm. yeah, the stair run. Uh, two rope climbs, the snail push. So they're pushing the thing across the grass. And then uh, another two rope climbs. God. And that's, yeah, three rounds of that. Awful And these stuff. are with, were they able to use their legs for the, the rope climb? No, they cut the I rope think this short. Was the one where they couldn't. Yeah. So they have to jump to get the bottom of the rope and they have to just use their arms to get to the place where they can then use their feet. That's crazy. That's pretty hard. You guys, listeners, if you're not going to watch this, I mean, let me tell you, like all of these just make you scared. Like every event, you're just like, God, I would not want to do this. No. And these people are like diving into it with a blump. Yeah. With a blump. And I love it afterwards. They're just like, like arms are in ice chest. Yes. Like, that was a blast. And you're like, was it? Or they'll be like, I love yeah. this one. And you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> there was one girl that had like ice bags wrapped around her arms. Like they were like floaties. Mm-hmm. Um, in a pool and she was doing her interview with the good heart she was like yeah exactly I had a blast love this one here we go and I'm like you're wearing ice around your arms <laughs> you're wearing ice clothes <laughs> yeah yeah your clothes are ice god like I can Elsa do, I like can fucking Elsa a, a, a rope climb with my legs so I can't do one without them <laughs> so that's where I'm at on this event yeah, dude, I'd and hang, I thought I'd the hang myself on that rope. <laughs> Just a grim cipher for that <laughs> tennis court. Yeah, I mean, if you want to go out, I mean, I, I can't think of a, oh my God. a cooler way. My family would be oh, so proud. I hate that. Let's move on. You don't like the way I plan my suicide? <laughs> no, I don't. Very- very publicly with a lot of training to yeah. get to the space where qualified for the <laughs> games. Know, yeah. Oh my and you God. You know, there'd be somebody who, who was like 41, number 41. And they were like, he was going to yeah. fucking kill him. Like that I could, I could have been there. Yeah. That could have been me. God. Okay. Whew. Okay. And that number nine was broken up between men and women. So they were slightly different. Um, but basically it consisted of ring handstand pushups. Oh which is, God. Yeah insane to watch they're for listeners uh they're upside they're on like rings but they're upside down it's like a handstand push-up but instead of the ground they're holding the rings yes it's crazy i like and no one looks good doing them by the way they all look like it, if, if, not if, stable yes if it's challenging these motherfuckers it's like we're talking you know any kind of civilian doing that like if i tried to do that i mean i you know i'm doing a head packer yeah. If I can even get myself um, inverted. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. That would be like, the win. How do you even get there? Yeah. Um, this this um event also had a lot of burpees. There's at least like 60 burpees, if not more. 
Um, mm-hmm. And then we're also doing back squats, front squats, and overhead squats. Woo! They wow. And they flat out say like on their burpees, like they're just belly flopping to save their shoulders, which I thought so, was interesting window into technique, I, you know. I learned how to do burpees from this documentary because I had seen it before I ever was forced to do burpees at a gym. And I was like, oh, yeah, don't use your shoulders at all. Like, just like flop yourself down. And then and that really helps a lot. Does. Hey, I'm good at a belly flop, so I'm in. I could never dive, so I always just belly flopped and got big laughs, and that was my start of doing comedy. Okay? Here we are, 40 no, years later. It's good stuff. It is a little tough to take on the road when you got to bring the pool and the whole deal. You know? <laughs> it, yeah, it was not sustainable for sure. Yeah, but, a little hey, hacky. You know? <laughs> um, okay, tacky? event number 10. Come on. Hacky. Hacky sacky. Uh, event number 10 is... 40 box jump overs and then 20 dumbbell cleans. Dumbbell? Uh, dumb, dumbbell ball cleans. It's like a medicine ball, but it's like smaller and yeah. heavier. Oh, cool. I thought you made a, I thought you made a mistake. Now I'm learning there's a thing called a dumbbell. I thought it was a pet name for I'm- Jeff. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> little dumbbell. Just said sweetly, said sweetly. My, I mean, yeah, she hear what dumbbells. my wife's calling me. What? I was just saying, I just did it like a Rodney Dangerfield wife joke. That sucked. <laughs> hey, okay. Sorry. Yeah. Dumbball. I'm looking that up, y'all. You guys look it's up. Cool. Babe, it's cool looking. Babe's tough to hair, and I'm going to look up dumbballs. I like doing those. I think those are actually a really fun move. Um, How about bo- box um, jump overs? 40 of them. That's too many. Yeah, that's where your your my wind would be gone. Like, that's it. Okay. 12 of them. Gone. Done. Just quads yeah. fully burnt out. Yes. Um, okay. And then event 11, we have a handstand walk. Can't even do any of that. No, I can do a handstand as long as there's a wall and I can lean against it. <laughs> that's it. That's a crazy hot or that's a crazy um, CrossFit phenomenon. People being able to do walking handstands. And it's just like, I... I didn't, it was like a rare, like there'd be like the one girl that was like a gymnast in your class, like in fifth grade, yeah. that could just walk everywhere in her hands. And then like, you never saw him again. That was the end of it. But then when CrossFit came up, I'm like, fucking, you know, everybody's doing walking around, doing handstands and shit. seems impossible. Yeah. Wait, it's Jeff, weird. can you do it? No. Okay. <laughs> you, you can do handstand pushups though. Yeah. That's, that's dope. Can Those you do good. them with holding on to something other than like, like, uh, like a barbell? Not like, can you do it other than just like flat handed, like on like bar dumbbells, See, it, like almost it, like mimicking like that you're holding like, what, on Jeff, Jeff being able to do a traditional handstand well, pushup is not good enough for you. He's got to be able no, to do it. On- I thought I remembered like, cause so like, there's like a way to do a handstand pushup. That's like, it's a little, it's like the next level up from being able to do it. Go a little oh. deeper. Yeah. 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 It was yeah. like these little bars that yeah. Yeah. you like, they're like little push up handles or something that mm-hmm. you can kind of like, yeah. Couldn't you do that, Jeff? I could do one. And then I crumbled. That's, hey, that's, that's still, still one. that's still, that still counts. That's incredible. I, I worked so hard to be able to do a handstand push up. And I could do it, but it was like just a little one, just a little guy. But it was cool to do. Hey. Do you think Humpty Dumpty could do one or is he being careful? 
Because I think he's being careful. He doesn't want to come down too hard and get all the king's horses and all the king's men involved. <laughs> God. <laughs> I mean, it's a consideration. God, you're thinking, you're so if you're proud like, of yourself, you're so <laughs> I'm proud not. Of <laughs> you guys loved it. Oh, we just lost Amanda and Jeff. They logged off. Yeah. Okay, that's, well, that's fair. <laughs> oh, wow. They just unsubscribed from our Instagram and our listener. Uh, they didn't just move, leave the meeting. They, moving away? <laughs> they unsubscribed. Moving out of LA. <laughs> oh Giving God. up comedy forever. <laughs> All right. So we got, is handstand push-up or handstand walk the only part of that one? It's a 280-foot handstand walk. Oh, and I think shit. there's a penalty if you fall. If you fall, you have to go back a certain amount. To keep going. Jesus. Yeah, because yes. wh- whoever won it, like, she she didn't break. She didn't stop at all. Or no, was it... Somebody didn't stop yeah. at all. Yeah. She was the only person who did it unbroken. Yeah. Was that Katrin? Yeah. Who goes on to win first place for the women. Yeah. One of my favorite scenes on this was when somebody who's handstand walking bumps into the snail and then just like awkwardly back pedals on their hands and just like yeah. goes around. So sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so silly. Yes. Like a toddler learning to walk. Yeah. Just being like, eh? And you're like, is it going to fall? <laughs> God, the snail. The whole time I have to go check to see if I watched the right one because it was a pig. People said the pig so many times. I can't be that off, right? I don't know what to tell you. I, I, <laughs> Let I us mean, know. Just uh, Amanda, Jeff. Yeah, it was the pig. You're right. We were, <laughs> we thought wrong on that. Send each so. other a chat uh, without me in it. And, uh, <laughs> Let me know what you guys Yeah, yeah no, no, buy. good catch on that, Aaron. Thanks. That's good. Thank you. For <laughs> yeah, we're wrong. Yeah. I did one of those word oh, analysis no. pig, not on there at all. <laughs> Never used in the documentary once. <laughs> Is that like the word bubble? Yeah, like yeah. The words the- that we use the most are bigger. Yeah. God help me. Those are okay. so dumb. I could have had okay. a stroke at some point, and that is that's the truth. All right. Let's hear it. We got two events left, right? Or is there just one? Uh we have three events left. Um, oh, okay. okay. Number event number twelve is the suicide sprint. It's a eight hundred and forty foot shuttle sprint for time. This is the one that I think the the best shot in the whole movie is when you see it's Matt Frazier against is it Brett Fakowski? Who's he against? Do you remember Jeff? I don't. All right, he's it, Ben, right? Is it against Ben Smith? So they're running and you just see him overtake, but the camera guy's like clearly going as yeah. fast and it's such a cool shot. It's, I, I have picked this one specifically for like that. Ooh, it's I'm it's like, awesome because that one, they do a really good job of getting you invested in Matt's story around this shuttle and like being that he's a short king, which we all love. It's good to be a short king. Um, that he is like, you know, doesn't fare well in the sprints and like he, he's not just going to settle for being middle of the pack and they're kind of underestimate underestimating him and he's like i gotta fucking win it and like it's so awesome to see because he comes from behind and just fucking overtakes the guy and that's just where like that's just pure guts and endurance too where it's just like i'm just gonna do it yeah i love that I, i'm with you i love that one too you see, like sometimes in the Olympics, like I would watch like the biathlon, you know, the crazy ski event where it's like cross country skiing and shooting and all that stuff. And like, there'll be two people that are so close 
and one of them just at the end just gives a little bit slightly more effort and you know when you've got the silver medal you played in your mind is like fuck it was a fraction of a second did i have a little bit more juice i probably did you know but you just it's whoever can call on it that day yeah it's crazy crazy um okay let's let's get this i don't remember that at all (laughs) you watched the wrong one you watched a different movie oh man did you (laughs) i don't i am gonna go back you should tonight for that one is thrilling because the setup it's like it's like five minutes the setup is really good and then the way it plays out cinematically is great okay wait this is gonna be how i know Okay, there was one L- L- there was one event that they were like this is the first time this has ever been done. Okay? In this in the one I watched. All of your faces are I know like you said that sort of thing. Be, yeah. I I'm trying yeah. to think of what it is. What was it? Okay, so okay, it was the one where you had to take like a peg and put it in the wall yeah. and climb up the peg wall. It was the last event, but it's not the first time it's ever been done. They did it's it the not, year yeah. before. They did it the year before. <laughs> oh my yeah. God, I watched the wrong one. Okay. I watched a different one than you guys watched. You guys, I have to go. This is not my time. I'm Aaron McGill. <laughs> you guys, I watched Babe Pig in the City. But you watched the swimming one. You were participating. I watched one where they, I listen, I watched one. I watched one and it was awesome. And those, the Icelandic girls were in it and Katrin won. Yeah. I think you watched won the year before too. Uh, yeah. That's okay. the one I watched. She won 2015 and 2016. <laughs> she you must've watched the one before. I did really she... hung in for a person that didn't watch the same one. In the peg event, did she not, did she just opt out or did she do it a little bit and do okay in the one that you saw? No, oh, that, that part I, I don't remember. I just know they, they, it was like reveal, big reveal. This is the first time this has ever been done here. Okay. Yeah. And I was like, oh, Different shit, this yeah. is awesome. Let's write this down it's, as part of the excitement. It's so funny because they make a point to say that, like, they did this the year before and it was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and it's part of Katrin's story, too, is that she couldn't even, yeah. like, she couldn't even get one board, you know? Yeah, okay, wow. This is this hilarious. This is cra- crazy because you sent me the thing to watch, and I watched the right one somehow. I know. It is crazy. And th- this is why, um, this is how, I, this is why I am the way I am, and why I am a frustrating person to be around. <laughs> 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 because you okay. went out of your way to watch a different one. <laughs> I just feel so happy that maybe they called it the pig in the year before. Definitely. And that that's... is, oh my, I'm like so happy about that. And, um, okay, but that's back, a weird, let's finish, let's finish this up. And then yeah, you watched the, next... the wrong movie. So technically you were right about the thing <laughs> that was confusing all of us, including the guests. <laughs> it's a hell of a victory, Aaron. Oh my God. <laughs> Just, I just feel so much less crazy. And then on top of that, more crazy. <laughs> yeah. Like, how did I not watch the right one? Okay. All right. Let's, let's land this finish ship. this up. Okay. So event 13 is the plow. So it's a 560 foot plow drag, which is 235 Ooh. pounds for men, 190 pounds for women. Um, after that is a rope chipper. So this is the skier double unders rows assault bikes and it's like a variety of those just like burnout yep and that was a fun rest and, rest for them that they all said which is hilarious to me 
this impossible workout. Like, oh, God, I'll chill a little bit on this. <laughs> yeah, they're like, I got to catch my breath and have a snack on the assault bike. Yeah. Um, called my mom, checked in. Um, <laughs> and then the final one is where we get the pegboard. So they did three pegboard ascents, 21 thrusters, thrusters suck, uh, two pegboard ascents, 15 thrusters, one pegboard, nine thrusters. Um, I have never done a pegboard, but we do have one at our gym and I do want to try it sometime. Oh my gosh. Cool. I, I want to try it too, because I do know what it is, even though I watched the wrong one. <laughs> so I do think, I think I would absolutely fail. My grip is shit. And, uh, and that like sort of level of upper body is like maybe a little beyond what I could do, but I could train, you know, I could, yeah, I could that one is t time under tension. Like, you know, uh, obviously more complicated pull up or whatever, but it's just like, you just have to do it to be good at it. You know, there's no, yeah. there's no real way around it, but yeah, it's incredible. Like core and upper body and shoulder core and, and technique too. Cause Katrin even kind of invents her own little technique that she's able to kind of just keep eking out, you know, you know, small movements to get, you know, to score enough points to make sure that she can, you know, win at the end. So then, yeah, yeah. So then we get the, um, you know, the kind of big reveal of who they win and they kind of, they tried to have a slow rollout on Matt, but you know, you didn't know he was going to win the whole, the whole time. Well, they did the thing where it's <laughs> multiple it like, times. Okay. They were saying oh, like multiple times. They were like, he didn't have to do this event. Yeah. He could have just sat this one out and he'd still win. That's insane. That's yeah. that's the shape you want to be in. Uh, yeah, so the top three for men was Matt Frazier, Ben Smith, and Patrick Vellner. And then the top three for women was Katrin David's daughter, Tia Clara Toomey, and Sarah Sigmund's daughter. Yeah. I like, do you guys have favorites? Who are your favorites? We can each go and say our favorite. I already said mine. Um, Toomey from Australia. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I loved her. I feel like they didn't give her enough I feel like she, and they even said like, she keeps surprising us every year and then kind of like halfway through, they're like, oh, this is her, you know, kind of knocking around her apartment, you know, like they didn't, they didn't <laughs> go and follow around her around in Australia or anything. It was like her and like her little like Airbnb where she was staying, you know. She is highly featured in the next handful of these. Great. So keep watching them and you will get plenty of her. Yeah. And she, she has like a big change too. Jeff and I also talked about that. In this one, she's very, um, like, self-conscious, and she's very, like, she, like, doubts herself a lot, and she's, you know, she doesn't want to be interviewed in front of other people, and I think that she, like, watched this and saw herself, and the next year she comes back, and she just, like, crushes it. She just, like, has self-worth, and she realizes, like, oh good. she's worthy, and she, yeah, and then she kills it for the next, like, six years. <laughs> That's fucking Damn. awesome. It is troubling too when you look at these people's age because I was looking some of them up now and I'm like, they just turned 30? What the fuck? Oh, no. I feel like old as hell. I'm like, oh, we, you know, I'm probably was about their age at this time because this is a couple years ago. And, and then like, they're like fucking significantly younger than me. <laughs> <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> he's the old man in the field and he's 14 years younger than Stanger will be. Ever. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, down the line, your favorites. 
Oh uh, man, I should not. I'll go last because I was watched a different one. <laughs> but there's so much overlap, Aaron. Mm-hmm. I think that's why you were okay because yeah. a lot of the events are similar. You have a good yeah. handle on it, and then like it's all the same kind of leaders in the field. So, well, I just I liked the Iceland girls. Yeah, I mean they're also very featured in the one I watched, um, and I don't know. I thought I thought it was fascinating that there was two people from Iceland that were in this like global entry like situation like i don't know much about uh, there's like not that many people that come out of iceland so what are they doing over there that a lot of strength pushing. people i like katrin more than sarah i liked her story with her grandma and stuff it was kind of sweet i thought yeah she was like holding her in a picture that i saw and like it was like a professional photo and her grandma let her hold her in her arms like a baby spoiler <laughs> really spoiler alert Grandma doesn't make it to the scene. <laughs> <laughs> Grandma don't make it. Wow. <laughs> but she's an angel on her uh, shoulder for sure. Love that. There is actually a third Icelandic woman too. Wow. Damn. Who, I guess, yeah. For So I don't know what's happening in Iceland that they just like have all these CrossFit people, but it must be big there. It is. It actually is a weird thing that it's giant in Iceland. I remember going down that rabbit hole in the pandemic. How cool. That's hey. cool. I mean, I bet they have like better food and <laughs> I don't know, just like less shit going on. In, the air is in their life. clean. <laughs> the air is better. Yeah. <laughs> the air is clean. Their food doesn't have chemicals, so they're freaking ripped. What do they eat up there? Is it like fermented salmon and shit? Like all that kind of weird stuff? Probably. They got their That's- omegas covered. That's like yeah. that's like the Scandinavian countries. I, is Iceland in that kind of ish? I don't know. I'm embarrassing myself. We had a lot of <laughs> bunch of geography people that love to fucking have a blast with me fucking shit up. Um, I think I think they'll have their fun with me on this episode. I think you're gonna get out of. I think you're gonna get out of it, Scott Free. Uh, Amanda, Jeff, you don't have to say your favorites if you don't want. I can tell you guys are keeping your cards oh, close to the vest. I like you Matt not- Frazier. Matt Frazier. Yeah, he's a stud. Yeah, I follow him on Instagram. I think he's great. I think he's very, like, fun. And, like, he clearly takes it seriously, but I don't know that he necessarily takes himself too seriously. Um, and there's a few people like that. Um, there's a guy named Noah. I don't remember his last name. Who we see more in a different one. Who, like, is just, like, so sweet. Um... And yeah, I, I feel like now I kind of like know a lot of them and like them all. <laughs> yeah. I mean, get into it. Like, like, you know, any yeah. sport. Jeff, I what like, do you think? I mean, yeah. Uh, Matt Frazier is like a, an easy one to really, to really like, but I, I like Brent Fukowski, this like yeah. robot yeah. of a human. Totally. <laughs> it's just like, I am, here's my strategy for my body. I am going to attack it this way, and that is the most I can hope for. Yeah. This was fun. <laughs> yeah, there's an insane <laughs> pragmatism to him where you're just like, well, okay, uh, yeah. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Well, shit, I, I would give this a recommend. I mean, if you're in, if for anybody that's out there, that's, that's even if you don't do, cro- I don't do CrossFit, um, yeah. but it's really fun to watch, and it is to use of a, a term that's been overused. It is like good exercise porn, you know, like people at tag porn, but really like, it's something that like 
you can throw on in the background or if you're doing stretching or something, you just kind of want to get inspired or whatever, or just, you know, just kind of human curiosity. Like it is, it is really fun to watch and it's well shot and looks great and everybody looks great in it. Like I said, the, the people are all hot. Um, and it's, you know, I don't know. I, don't know. I mean, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> listen, we're trying to find entertainment, you know, come on. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I uh, listen, I watched a different one, like I've said 40 times, and I will say I want to watch more of them. Yeah, I want to know, like, I got kind of like, I didn't have time, but I was like, when you have time, you're going to look these people up on Instagram. So that's like, it. that's what's next. I also think it's really motivating. And like, yeah. I think if you're out there and you're uh, like, like, I don't do CrossFit either, but now I'm like, oh, I think there's a world where I could learn some of this stuff, I don't have to do it at the weights these people are doing it, but it is a different way to work out and like a little more technical. I have the basics down. So how can I kind of play around with it? You know, when I have time. Yeah. And they, they say something in the one that we watched um, uh-huh. <laughs> that I really liked, which was the approach to CrossFit is kind of like your body has to be ready for anything that it Mm-hmm. the world throws at you and I thought that was really cool like just being well-rounded and and ready for pretty much anything at uh, yeah I thought that was cool I never thought about it that yeah. way yeah it's really cool I I can't thank you guys enough for all your time We're taking too much of your time and recommending this is great call Amanda um yeah. Jeff for coming out is there anything that each of you guys would like to plug at this time uh, yeah, I'll plug some shows. Uh, you can find me, um, at Amanda Bonar on Instagram. Um, and I have some UCB shows coming up that I will post about those. Um, yeah, that's probably the easiest way. Yeah. Cool. Amanda has t- doing tons of shows in LA. So check out her Instagram to find out when and where you can see her. Um, always a good time. Always super funny. Jeff, anything you want to plug? Uh, yeah, I have a show called Fuck This Month uh, that plays like the last Thursday of the month at UCB. Um, it's a great time. It's an improv show that the audience vents about their shitty month and we get some of LA's best to do a show about it. Oh yeah, it's awesome. Great show. All like if you follow like Comedy Bang Bang or any of those stuff, it's all like the people you love on that show coming yeah. out to do this show with Jeff. So definitely worth, if you're coming out to LA, it's worth taking a look, taking a look at that show. Cause you'll see people you love and, and find some new ones that you don't know about yet. Um, hey, for, did you say where to find you on Instagram? Uh, you, at or Jay where do you Whitaker want people to day. promo I th- you? I think at fuck this or, month. Let's have them go there. Month. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Check it out. We can all relate. We all have, you know, months that we say fuck you too. Um, mm-hmm. why not? Uh, and for us, you guys can reach us at askthedumbbells at gmail.com. We got in early when they were beta testing Gmail. We got askthedumbbells. It was a sought after email address. We got it. Um, send us all your questions there, recommendations. Tell, tell us if you liked, if you watched any of these um, uh, Fittest on Earth um, fun series. We want to hear about it. We'll be doing more. Um, and, uh, yeah, any questions or brags or anything you want to do socials, Aaron, where can they find us at the dumbbells tag us in your workouts, in your flexes tag us. We'll repost you cause we have a social media manager now who loves to help. And, um, yeah, ask the dumbbells. No, sorry. That's 
that's the Gmail God. They got it at the dumbbells. It's all good. <laughs> You've My done your- crashing. That'll do. That'll do, Aaron. Uh, so on behalf of myself and Aaron McGowan with the dumbbells and our wonderful guests today, Amanda and Jeff, we would like to remind everybody that's out there listening to Train Dirty. Eat clean. And live in between. That was a HeadGum Podcast.